Hey everybody, guess what? It's Indoor Recess, a podcast about kids' movies. I'm Beeks. I'm Jeff. And Jeff, what do we do on this podcast? Watch obscure kids' movies and watch obscure kids' movies and rate them. That's true. We don't talk about turning red. We talk about my uncle the alien. God. We we don't talk about Bruno, but we do talk about Vroomer. Huh? Huh? That's a fucking shirt right there. Jeff's shaking his head vigorously. <laughs> Why has we don't talk about Bruno become like a meme? Because it's from Encanto. And it's a song uh, from Encanto. Gotcha. And people like it. I thought maybe it was like an older song that people just now decided to meme the fuck no, out No, 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 no. That movie came out... Like a couple weeks ago, right? No, I think it oh, was wait. more of a Christmas thing, but that's okay. Fine. I don't fucking know <laughs> shit. It's okay, dude. It's okay. God. I, I could be wrong. Anyway, yes, if you're if this is your very first episode, uh, in addition to bickering at each other, what we do is we find a very obscure kids movie that neither of us have seen. We look at the cover. We make some wacky predictions. And then we break. We watch the movie. We come back. We yak about it. And then we rank it. It's fun. So, are you ready to see the movie that we are watching this week? Yes. Cool, 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 cool. And boop. Okay. What are we watching, Jeff? We are watching Carly Rae Jepsen's (laughs) very own Why are you, why? Leap. You just started with a fucking showstopper, dude. You're never (laughs) supposed to start with a showstopper. We're watching Leap. Leap. And we'll talk about what the movie looks like in a... Well, let's talk about the movie now. What did Leap stand for? Learning everything awesome power. I was going to say power. (laughs) Folks, we had a... um, The the advanced learning classes in in this part of North Texas is called Leap. Leap. And I cannot remember. I think it's like... So I'm like 80% sure that AP stands for advanced placement. Uh-huh. I think it was learning, earning, advanced. I don't know. Did you ever test to get into Leap? If I did, I probably didn't like pass. Yeah. Because I don't think the Ritalin was the right meds for me. <laughs> yeah. I was tested to go into the Leap program. Didn't you pass or like like you would have gotten selected and you were just like, fuck that. I don't want more work. No, that <laughs> That was banned. That was oh, banned okay. class. I was going to be in, in in middle school, I was going to be in one of the higher tiers of band. And then in high school, I was going to be in marching band. Or at least I was given the offer. And I was like, what does that necessarily entail? And it meant like staying at school more and then having to participate in all the local parades and having to go to every single football game and play fucking Hang On Sloopy and the fight song and all that shit. And I was like, ooh, no, I just got a GameCube. Yeah. You know, so. That's how I felt, too. I thought it was weird, like, unless you were an orchestra, your only option was marching band. Yeah. Also, I, pff, you think I'm going to march around with a bass clarinet? Yeah, fuck that. They're not, I mean, they're not that heavy, but they're just bulky and weird enough that it's like, this is odd. Um... <laughs> So the movie, <laughs> let's describe this cover. So, so this takes place most likely in Paris. Uh-huh. What makes you say that? The 
Eiffel Tower that uh, Godzilla just got finished destroying <laughs> behind them. That's right. We have a half-finished Eiffel Tower behind our, uh, our our two characters. Let's talk about these characters. We've got... We've got the two most generic-looking fucking, like... Okay, there's a boy here with, like, Icarus wings, right? I was just going to say, that's I was gonna, like, we've like, got Icarus Jr. Yeah. Like, we've got Kid Icarus. That's going to go well. He just looks like fucking Hogarth Hughes, a.k.a. Oh Hog Hug from yeah. Iron Giant. Yeah, he totally does. And then I think, honestly, Chica that he's holding, which is definitely not safe. No, he has two die. little hands holding up her entire body. And it's like, I hope you're strapped in somehow because I wouldn't trust that kid. I don't I don't want to get off the, the boy too, too soon. I just wanted to say he looks like a 3D model of the, the kid that plays Spider-Man nowadays. What's his name? Oh, Tom. Tom Holland. Tom Bomb Bomb. Tom Bombadil. The wee one, the one that's not Alex Garfield or the guy from the good Spider-Man movies. Toby Maguire. Thank you. Holy shit. My brain is not ready to do this podcast, y'all. So we have a little boy. He's got these wings made out of wood and cloth or possibly paper. He's holding up some sort of girl she's in this like flying pose it's very she fucking walked straight out of silent help three <laughs> all right yeah all right i didn't even play that game but i know what you're talking about yeah yeah they're soaring clearly over petty, paris petty oh i'm sorry petty, petty is what i mean <laughs> but let's talk about i think what we really want to talk about uh, we have a cast list at the bottom. Yeah. Would you like to read off the cast? All right, cast list, starting yes. with the left, Ellie Fanning. I think it's L Fanning. L Fanning. That's Spanish for the Fanning. Oh. Who who is who's L Fanning? She was in Super Eight. She's in I Am Sam. Huh? We bought a zoo. Do you give a shit about We Bought a Zoo? No. Okay, good. Because <laughs> I don't either. All right, next up, Nat, Nat Wolf. Nat Wolf. Looking that up. He was in the Naked Brothers Band. Remember oh, that show? Good quality. Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 well, I mean, speaking of quality, he's also in the Netflix version of Death Note. <laughs> he plays Light, dude. Fucking, fucking Yagami Light. Oh, I'm sorry, Light Turner. I'm done. I'm leaving. <laughs> Goodbye. Fuck everything. Light Turner's what did it for you. I right. I never knew that they made You didn't you didn't know that they made a fucking Netflix Death No, I note. did. I oh. didn't know that they did just I don't know, man. It's like fuck off. I don't know why that fucking pisses me <laughs> yeah, off. I was going to say I was like, dude, changing anime characters is like a hallowed tradition, dude. Just don't fuck with it. Just No. Look. Stop making American adaptations of good things. Her name is Serena. His name is Darian. The guy that works at the arcade, his name is Alan, I think. Anyway, please go to the next person. Maddie Ziegler. Don't know Ziegler? Zoogler? Yeah, it's probably Zoogler. She's from a lifetime reality show called Dance Moms. She was the child, not the mom. Oh, she was in the new West Side Story that just came out. Cool. Okay, moving on. Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. I saw a picture of him recently, and I'm like... Damn, that dude is old. He's very old. I'm very glad. That, I mean, he's he's he was born in the 20s. Yeah. I'm glad that he's still around, but like 
Sheesh, sheesh, sheesh. Sheesh. Yeah, I mean, look, dude. You know, 95. Age. And what's our final name? The final name on here is Carly Ray Jepsen. Carly Ray Jepsen, the queen of pop. I will brook no argument. Queen of pop, the owner of a sword, uh, singer of the Hang- best album in the past decade, E.mo.shun. Hanger Outer with Tom Hanks. Hanger Outer with Tom Hanks. Boy, that is just, that's an amazing cast list. So let's talk about it. I have a hunch that Elle Fanning is going to play this chick. I have a hunch that Mel Brooks is not the voice of this little boy. Nope. I have a hunch that the little boy is voiced by Nat Wolf. So where do you think Carly Rae and Mel Brooks come in? They're probably just little like one-off characters that they pushed him in the booth for like 20 seconds to get him to say something so they could put their name on the fucking poster the thing is is that you're actually probably correct but that makes me sad so i'm gonna say that mel brooks and carly ray jepsen voice talking pigeons i'm gonna guess mel brooks it's gonna be like fucking vin diesel in guardians of the galaxy so he's gonna say one thing no i think mel brooks is gonna play a mime and the mime goes like ah for like a second. And then they're just like, boom, Mel Brooks. <laughs> all right. All right. Fine. Vin Diesel says a lot in Guardians of the Galaxy. He's got one line, but he says it a shitload. Sure. And a ton of different ways. So come on. I'm just saying, though, it's like, it's not like, oh, it's that's not what good. you expect. Yeah. You hear yeah. that and you're not like, oh, that's Vin Diesel. Yeah, totally. Okay. So let's get into some predictions. I've kind of started already with the uh, with the talking pigeons. We've got a kid, paper wings holding girl flying over France in the 1800s. What do you think this movie is about? I think this movie is about a kid that's being forced to work on the Eiffel Tower, but he's like, fuck that shit, I want to fly. So he's taken these pieces from the Eiffel Tower. Are you saying that he took these broken wings and and learned to to fly fly again? Okay. And then he has like bird friends in the background that are like, Go, Jimmy. See, one of one of which is voiced by Carly Rae Jepsen, one of which is voiced by Mel Brooks. Sure. So I'm going to give you a little bit of insight into this movie. So this movie is available on Hoopla. That's where we'll be watching it. And on Hoopla, this movie says Leap, also known as The Ballerina. Okay. I mean, yeah, and now that you say that, and I zoom in on her shoes... I'm pretty sure those are ballerina shoes. Oh, yeah, those are ballet shoes. Okay, all right. What if he is a tinkerer that's working on the Eiffel Tower, and she is a ballerina with, like, a doting mom, and she wants to escape, and he's like, I can help you escape, and then they fly away, huh? So it's like Steam Boy. That took place in Victorian England, and this is France, so nothing like Steam Boy. tinker and like that wasn't a doting mom no but there was kind of stuck up like oscar-esque person yeah, all right i'll allow it i'll allow it that um, eventually like warms her icy hot <laughs> icy her, heart her heart her her hot heart melts with a cool island song is that what yeah. you're trying to say all right all right with steam with steam yeah well, fortunately, he doesn't look like his wings are steam-powered. They're just paper-powered, so... 
air currents. Air current power. Fucking, what is it, like air pressure or whatever that creates lift? Yeah, I don't know. Sure. Do you think that there's going to be any songs in this movie? Um, I think there'll be like a montage song of him like building his thing. But yeah. I don't think it'll be like Disney sing song type shit. See, I feel like if you get Carly Rae, you get a song, right? Sure. And but maybe she does the like... Like the in credits song? In credits, some kind of fucking song that was inspired by the movie. <gasps> and no, become- fuck that. Fuck that. What if they just play a song from Emotion? What if they <laughs> Which just one play- do you want them to play? Um... Oh, Run man. away with me? No, I mean, that's too obvious. That would be the one that they would probably play. I think they should play Making the Most of the Night, because that song fucking rips. I like that song. Yeah, it's real good. Boy Problems is great. I told you, there's not a bad song on that whole album. Flawless, flawless album. This episode People is sponsored by <laughs> Carly all... Rejection's Emotion. People can talk shit about Call Me Maybe, but that song is pretty good. No, the song's a delight. It's just, it got overplayed a lot in, what was that, 2012? I bet, I predict that by the time this movie is done, that Eiffel Tower is finished. Yeah. I bet they finish. That's going to be the closing shot. Yeah, that's the closing shot. The They fly by and the Eiffel Tower winks at them. <laughs> and it's all gold. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think there'll be a mime? There'll Do be I some f- kind of mime gag. Oh, there will totally be a mime. Yeah, we need, yeah, we need to start thinking of like real French stereotypes. Do you, think, do you think the word croissant will show up? Ooh. Yes. Do you think the word baguette will show up? Mm, I think one will show up, but not the other. Oh, so you think it's going to be either croissant, either or, croissant or baguette? Do you want to put some money on this? No. I'm team baguette. Oh, come on, <laughs> let's make things I'm, fun. Okay, fine. I'm team croissant then. Team croissant. Okay. Whoever loses buys lunch. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Whenever yeah, yeah. we wind up watching this. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Okay, let's see other French things. So we think there's going to be a mime. We think they're going to say either croissant or baguette. Probably not both. Do you think there's some sort of reference to like... Is the Mona Lisa French? The Mona Lisa is French. Oh, 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 oh. That is a... Okay, all right. Which one was that? Was that Michelangelo or was that Leonardo da Vinci that was like, I'm a painter, but I'm also a tinkerer? That's da Vinci. What if this is young da Vinci? Could be. What if this is young da Vinci? Davinci. He made the helicopter yeah. and also the, like the Orenthropter, right? Maybe. Yeah, I think so. I think he did some. He kind of had some like flying shit. machine ideas. I'm Maybe saying. it is. Maybe it's. Oh my god! Do you think he has a code? Shut up! Shut up! This is gonna okay. be the origin. If this is Da Vinci, I bet they make a reference to that. I bet there's one parentheses one. Da Vinci Code reference. Question is, will we pick up on it? Because I haven't no. seen Da Vinci Code in like fucking years. I've never seen the movie. Like the only way that my dad read the books, but I was not interested. <laughs> the only way that I would pick up on it if like that fucking cryptics or whatever shows up. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, that's the thing. We'll see. I think it's a it's it's a kids movie, so I think they're gonna bludgeon you to death with it. It's gonna be like his mom is like, I can't tell what you've written. All this this hen scratch on the walls and he's like no it's a secret code and she's like you could have fooled me your handwriting's so bad and then he just looks at the camera and it like zooms in on him really slowly and he just goes tom hanks (laughs) and that is six degrees of carly ray jepson very good all right (laughs) i really got nothing are you excited for france you excited this is is this our first movie that has taken place in france 
I think I so. Guess. I think so. La Juan. <laughs> Is that the only French that you know? Yes. <laughs> Bean, you got to give me something to go out on. All right, there we go. Let's France it up. I'm gonna be everything I wanna be. Felici! All the world has a dream, but dreams are not reality. If you escape with me tonight, our dreams will come true. Do you have a plan? A brilliant plan! I call them chicken wings! Chickens don't fly! <laughs> Good morning, sunshine! Ew, when's the last time you brushed your teeth? You will become the greatest dancer, and I will become the greatest inventor ever! You're a weirdo. Are you the caretaker? You can stay with me until you get on your feet. Starting tomorrow, we'll have an audition for my new ballet. Can you dance? I think I can. <laughs> Training starts at 5 a.m. tomorrow. 5 a.m.? Do you think it was stupid to come to Paris? Don't say that. We should never give up on our dreams. So how do I get that part? You get the part of some passion. Tonight was a good All right, Jeff, what did we watch? We watched Leap slash Ballerina. <laughs> I was just going to say. And I think say, Ballerina is a better, better title. Name. Like Leap, I guess. Yeah. It's kind of pivotal to like a very certain scene but overall she really didn't do a lot of leaping <laughs> you think she did more ballerinaing yeah yeah well yeah we we in theory we watched leap but the reality is that we watched ballerina that's the name so this is a uh, french canadian movie and ballerina <laughs> and in canada it's known as ballerina and the American version is called Leap. And there's also some other differences in the American version. Remember in the pre-show how I said that I think it was... Shit, what was the name of that guy? Nate Wolf? Nick Wolf? The the kid from the Naked Naked yeah. Brothers Band? Naked he's not Wolf. A, <laughs> the Naked Wolf. He's not in this movie. Oh, really? That he, wasn't his voice? No. In the uh, American version, his voice is Victor. We watched the version with Dane DeHaan. He plays... The Green Goblin in the Amazing Spider-Man movies, the ones from the mid two thousands, Andrew Garfield. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I never saw those. I actually didn't either. So, I always heard they were just kind of like eh at best. It. I don't know. It. It. It says something when you have Spider-Man, and then you reboot Spider-Man. Yeah. And then you reboot it again I after think... like two movies or something, and you're like, "What the fuck are you guys doing?" I never hear anybody go to bat for the um, the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies. The the best I always hear is like, yeah, all right, they're okay, yeah. they're not the worst. But hey, let's talk about Leap slash Ballerina. Leap. 
Are you ready for the recap? I'm ready for the leap cap. Oh, the leap cap. Okay. It's the 1880s, and we're in an orphanage in the Brittany region of France. On top of the orphanage roof, we... Which is... Is that where, like, the dogs come from? The Brittany Spaniel? Brittany Spaniels? Yeah. Ooh, I don't know. So I'm gonna say yes. All right. It's it's official. <laughs> If this isn't true, go to Wikipedia and change it, That's please. That's right, yes. And p- please put... We are the masters of history. Please put source indoor recess so yes. we get more uh, click-through that way. You all of a sudden have like 7,000 subscribers, and it's like, oh, shit. <sighs> I don't know. And they all want to give us a dollar. It's like, ooh. Oh, well, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to sell out, man. That's not selling out. We're not... They just want to give us a dollar. It's oh, a donation. If, if they want to give us a dollar, all right. I'll allow it. You're right. That that was one of those things. Sorry, I'm just like no, way off topic. That was one of those say? things where people were like, "Would you rather have like one really good friend or like a million friends?" And I was always just like, "I want a million friends." And I would ask each of them for like five bucks, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, sure, five bucks, whatever." And I'm like, "Ching, motherfucker!" But it's but it's 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 one really good friend or a million like casual acquaintances. Sure. And I don't think. I bet some of those casual acquaintances would give you five bucks, but I don't think all one million of the casual acquaintances hey, would give you five you bucks. You know, it only takes half. I don't even know if you could get half. I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like, casual acquaintances that I know at work. If I went up to, like, Kevin was like, Kevin, give me five bucks. He'd be like, what about a dollar? Give me a dollar, Kevin. I bet I could get a dollar from Kevin. The thing is, though, is that what happens when all those people are like, okay, you owe me. This isn't like borrowing a dollar. I said, let me hold a dollar. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't think your plan's going to work out. Also, I would rather have one best friend than a million casual acquaintances. I just want $5 million so I don't have to work. <laughs> God. I'm sorry, dude. Okay, yes, we're in France. It's Brittany, bitch. On top of the orphanage roof, we get our main character of the story, Felici, played by Elle Fanning. Felicimo. <laughs> Anyway, she's dreaming up yet another escape attempt from the orphanage. A young boy goes to visit her on the roof. This is Victor, who, as I mentioned, is played by Dane DeHaan. They're best buds and both want to escape the orphanage together. Because they came there together. Because they came there together. But they're not related. Victor has obtained a picture of the famous Paris Opera Ballet School building. So, okay. Also, this is a real place that exists. Yeah. I feel like... Yes. The Opera House yes. from Fam of the Opera yes. was probably based on that, or they used that Opera House <laughs> for filming, because I was just like, yo, that's the Fam of the Opera Opera House. I mean, I mean, okay, first off, I bet a lot of the Opera Houses of the late 1800s probably look pretty similar, because there's, you know, modern acoustics, you can pretty much do whatever you want, and yeah. like you know make it crazy but like way back when it's like no we have to make it look like this so the sound bounces around sure but also you know i don't see any reason why it wouldn't like that movie takes place in france yeah i i have a theory that we'll we'll get into later (laughs) okay all right anyway the two fantasize about ditching this orphanage life and going to paris while doing chores back in the orphanage, we hear their dreams. Victor, once he gets to Paris, wants to become a famous inventor and engineer. Felice will go to the aforementioned ballet school and become the best ballerina she possibly can be. 
The mother superior overhears this and immediately squashes her dream, not Victor's, just Felice's, Yeah. saying that life is hard, therefore she can never become a dancer. Jeff, why is she squashing her dreams? Because she's religious and... But it's not like she's she's dancing for the flesh. She's like, she's... She has found Felice coveting dancing and she's mm. just like, shame on you. You shouldn't be happy. You need to go whip yourself. She's just, I like, she comes up and she's like, life is hard. You will never achieve your dreams. And it's like, holy shit. She just wants to be a ballerina. It's, I think she's projecting. Yeah. I think Mother Superior. Also, uh huh. I originally wrote this down. Yeah. But that was before we met other people. Okay. <laughs> My original note here is wow, all the adults in this movie are hideous. <laughs> they are. But it's kind of just the orphanage people. Uh... Yeah, maybe. Because you got fucking Mad-Eye Moody over there. Yes, yes. We haven't gotten to him yet, but there's a there's a caretaker. Also, in the American version, the caretaker with the lazy eye is voiced by Mel Brooks. Oh, okay. In the original Canadian version that we watch, it's just some guy. Some dude. Some dude. The plucky comic relief. Yeah, kind of. Guy. Uh, that night, Felice can't sleep. She has a strange dream about... Her little ballerina music box, her one worldly possession, falling, falling into the abyss, into a void. Yeah, it's it felt very the room to me. I don't know why. Okay, like the room, like, like the game, the room. Oh, the game, the room. Okay, I didn't know you meant like, not the movie. Oh, hi, Mark. Yeah. Okay, a nun patrols the giant, you know, group bedroom where all the children sleep. But this is no nun. This is Victor in disguise. With chicken titties. With chicken titties. Yeah, oh, I think you mean chicken, chicken breasts. Chicken breasts. There you sure, go. whatever. He's hatched a guaranteed way. Uh-huh. Oh, I didn't mean to do that. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, your levels. He's thought up a guaranteed way to get out of here, and it's happening tonight. As they're making their way to the roof, the old man supervisor that we just talked about with the lazy eye uh, spots them and, and starts chasing them. They make it all the way up to the roof when Victor throws off the nun costume and reveals his latest invention, a pair of large wings made out of canvas and wood attached to straps on his back. He dubs these chicken wings. Chicken wings. And Felice tells him that chickens don't fly. Chicken wings, chicken wings, hot dogs and bologna. What is that something from? macaroni. I feel like you've sang this before and I don't know what the fuck I, it's, it's from. something on TikTok. Oh, all right. Regardless, they jump off the tower and glide past the orphanage gates. They're it, free. Yeah, it works for a minute. <laughs> but the uh, the supervisor man hops on his motorcycle. Oh, damn. I forgot to look up if they had motorcycles in the 1880s. Yeah, see, that was I was like, ooh, what is this time period? Because so, we have, like, combustion engines, but we also have... I mean, we're, like, five minutes... Or strong carriages. Yeah, so we're, like, five minutes into the movie, and he has a motorcycle so i'm thinking like okay well i guess this is like the early like 1900s. 1900s but then they get to paris and everyone's you know clip clopping around on horses and i was just like is this just the one guy that was real like he's a real early adopter of motorcycles because <laughs> when i think of motorcycles i think of like world war ii so the first motorcycle was invented in 1885 well so and that was definitely not an 1885 looking motorcycle dude he was on like one of those fucking like was it like a triumph or something yeah like he was on something that looked like it it was like post-war yeah that's what i'm saying anyway the uh the paper wings kind of give out and they land in a hay cart and start rolling downhill 
The kids in the car and the man on the motorcycle go down this hill dodging large rocks, and eventually, at the bottom, the kids spot a train. They're able to just barely get on and give the old guy the slip. Another win for Felicity and Victor. Suck it, adults. <laughs> but Felicity, in all the hubbub, realizes that her music box is busted. But Victor is able to fix it. Yeah, he like fucking, she's like, oh my god, it's broken. She's like, it's broken forever, and he touches yeah, one thing. He's, he puts in one screw because yeah. the little the little teeth of the little the music, music box. box comb. Yeah. Like came loose and it just like rotated. Yep. And it's like, oop, screw in, fixed yep. it. It's just like, girl. <laughs> <laughs> it's morning now. And oh, also we had a Wilhelm scream at oh, that point. Oh, we did. Yes, the man hit a... He hits a rock. He hits one of the rocks with his motorcycle and he makes the Wilhelm scream. Uh, it's morning now and the kids wake up to the train lurching to a halt. They've made it to Paris. Now all that's left is to achieve their dreams, right? While Felici is staring all goo-goo eyes at the city, Victor gets mobbed by a flock of pigeons and falls off the bridge thereon onto a boat. As the boat pulls away, Victor shouts back up to Felici that he'll meet her here at this bridge this time tomorrow. Man. What? What? I always hated that shit. Like, meet me here at, like, such and such time. Oh, yeah. Because then you get there, and... Me being me, as soon as it's like two minutes past, I'm just like, like, fuck, fuck, do I leave? Do I go? Blah, 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 blah. See, that was me pre-getting a smartphone. Yeah. Now I'm like, well, I'll just sit here a little while longer and like fiddle-faddle with my phone. And, you know, if they don't show up, they don't show up. Also, with the phone, you can fucking text them usually. Oh, yeah, you can text them. Where the fuck are you at? But yeah, it's just like, man, when it's like 10 minutes past, you're like, at what point do I bail? Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. just like, it's always that feeling of like, I feel like I'm going to walk away and then they're going to the show second, up as yep. soon as I like am out of view. Yep. So Felicity's all on her own now and it's getting dark. She wanders the streets of Paris until she finds the building from Victor's picture. It's the Paris Opera. She sneaks inside and wanders around until she finds a door with music coming out of it. She opens the door and finds herself backstage at a performance of Swan Lake but is suddenly caught by one of the men who works there. Out of nowhere, an older woman with a cane and a limp vouches for Felicity. Yeah, which is weird, because it's like... She doesn't know her at all. Well, no, it's... At this point, I thought she was like a Madame Giri type person. Oh, sure. Or like an authority figure, but yeah, yeah. we find out later she, she just cleans. Yeah, she's pretty much just a custodian. And it's like, doesn't have any sort of power over this dude this dude could just be like okay. like he was gonna straight up beat her oh he was absolutely gonna beat her also i would like to rebuttal she does have powers the power of music because y'all uh, this is odette voiced by carly ray jepson also that yeah. that cane is her sword it's a sword cane oh awesome also yes her name is odette as in the main swan character lake. in swan lake yes but up up but up up dance she tells Felicity to be on her way, but Felicity begs for help and a place to stay. She follows Odette all the way back to Odette's home and place of employment, the manor of a giant turbo bitch named Madame Regine. Dude, she works for fucking Dracula. Like, she, <laughs> yeah, her aesthetic is like Bram Stoker's Dracula. A little bit, a little bit, yes. Now, what would you do if I told you, as I mentioned, this is a Canadian movie and the voice of Madame Turbo Bitch had a small role in an episode of Degrassi. (laughs) 
We haven't gotten there yet. Okay, so I, I was gonna. I was like, I'm like, who's a one-off character? Yeah. Madame Regime tears into Odette for not cleaning good enough, and Felicie offers to help clean if she can stay with Odette. The two have a deal, and Felicie hits Odette with a barrage of questions. None of this fucking matters, though, because y'all... Remember how in the pre-show we had a bet as to whether or not someone in this movie would say baguette or croissant in this scene? I remember. Felici <laughs> says baguette. Yep. <laughs> and I was like. She's like something about like what's your favorite snack? And she says I like baguettes and something. And I was like, damn it. It's like baguette with jelly or something. Yeah, baguette with jelly. And I was like, bitch, you just can't say toast. <laughs> it's got to be baguette. I was also very distracted. I just wrote down in all caps for this scene. I was just like. Why are they cleaning starting from the bottom step and going up? That's just so dumb. You start from the top and go down. I don't know. Because you're walking all over your shit you just cleaned. You are walking all over the shit you just cleaned. It is is not... If they go from the top down, then everything is maximum cleanliness. Yeah. Well, don't don't you fret none because they get to the very yeah. As Jeff is saying, they they have to clean this giant like kind of spiral fucking, spiraling staircase. They get to the very tippy tippy top, like eight stories tall. And Madame Turbo Bitch is up at the very top, and she kicks over their water bucket, and she's like, "Start all over." And it's like, "What a bitch." The next day, while cleaning, Felicie looks through a keyhole and sees a young girl dancing. This is Camille, played by Maddie Ziegler, uh, uh, who I believe we mentioned in the pre-show was in some sort of reality show about dancing. So I guess it just makes sense that she's the voice of a dancer. I don't know. This is the daughter of Madame Turbo Bitch. That means somebody uh fucked Turbo Bitch. Yes, well, as we haven't gotten into it, but her husband runs the restaurant that serves the best prime rib in town. Oh. Anyway, uh, Camille catches Felicie. I love this woman. I don't know, dude. <laughs> Camille catches Felicie spying on her and throws Felicie's music box out the damn second story window, completely Just to be a bitch. It. Oh, yeah, yeah. She grabs it and she keeps calling. She never calls Felicie her name. She calls her Little Rat. Yeah, Little Rat. And she's like, why are you spying on me, Little Rat? What do you think this is, Little Rat? This looks too nice for you, Little Rat. Yeah, it's a very, she is a very dehumanizing person and she knows that she knows Felicie that, cares about that thing a lot. So what does she do? Chucks it out the fucking window. Well, she also knows that, you know, Felicie has nothing and came from nothing. Whereas yeah. she's clearly a high society type. And yeah, she's like, oh, what is this? The one thing that you give a shit about? <laughs> she runs downstairs to scoop up the uh, the fragments of her music box. And the mailman stops by to deliver a piece of mail. Felicie takes it. The mail in question is Camille's acceptance letter to the Paris Ballet School. But rather than delivering it, Felicie takes it and runs off to the school, claiming that she is Camille. Hell yeah. The man who runs the ballet school instantly falls for it, and bing bang boom, she is in. We get our first big song. This is Rainbow by Liz Hewitt. I looked up the soundtrack to this movie, and I will let you know when songs come up, because... A lot of these are songs by, like, people, as opposed to... Uh, most songs are by people. No, you know what I mean. Like, you go on Wikipedia and their name is in blue. Oh, uh, okay. You know? People of note. People of note, yes. But yeah, this song Rainbow is playing while she's putting on her, you know, ballet shoes and entering the classroom for the first time. This is also where we meet Nora, the ballet's resident weird girl. I fucking yeah. love Nora. Spoiler alert, but I love her. Nora is, like... She she has a quirk. 
Yeah. Oh, she's she's, she's quirky she, and eccentric as fuck. Yeah, but not like overly. But it definitely comes out. Sure. Anyway, the ballet master, Mister. Dude, names French, in this French. movie. Yeah. So <laughs> it's just like blah, 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 whatever that dude's name as is. As I mentioned, this is a uh, a Canadian movie, specifically, I believe, a French Canadian movie, and, and a it lot takes of place in France. Oh, and it takes place in Paris, and a lot of these people can just. The French names just roll off the tongue so easily. So people are like, oh, don't you know? This is Madame Zemblambambambam. And it's just like, what the fuck did you say? I looked it up on Wikipedia, and his name is Mr. Morante, but they pronounce it like, it's a pretty language. I just can't make heads or tails of it. It's, look, Tony Stark is there, and... (laughs) He does look a little bit like that. He shows up and tells them that starting tomorrow, they are all auditioning to play Clara in the next upcoming performance of The Nutcracker. Clara. Ugh, that's right. We are two for two. Clara. With uh, indoor recess callbacks. It's almost like The Nutcracker is a popular ballet. It is a popular ballet. <laughs> it's good as fucking hell. And so is Swan Lake. And I was jazzed to hear both of those fucking songs or, you know. Uh, shit ex- from both of them yeah shit from both of them in in this thing he goes on to say that at the end of every day he's gonna eliminate one of the girls until only one remains as you might imagine felicity sucks balls and is a terrible dancer compared to the rest of the girls well she has no training yeah she has no formal training she's yet. not a bad dancer she knows like irish dancing Oh, yeah, she can river dance like a motherfucker. Yeah. But, like, he's like, okay, everybody, pose one, pose two, pose three, and she doesn't know any of the poses. Yeah. And she's she's biffing it real, real bad. She's trying, though. She is trying. She has the heart of a champion. Anyway, Felice meets up with Victor at the bridge, and they're already both on their way to achieving their dreams. They've been there, like, 24 hours. Yeah, this is where I was just kind of like, I wrote down a note that just says, oh, hey, remember that Victor exists? <laughs> Pretty much. You see, it turns out that after he got off that boat, Victor went down to a local pub and got into some hijinks with an inventor and has become his assistant. Well, he said the the running gag is that he calls himself an assistant, but he's straight up a gopher. Gophers are assistants. They are, but they're not like, you know. I was a gopher. That's okay. When I tempt, I was a fucking gopher. Felice tells Victor that she's in the Paris Ballet School, but Victor instantly doesn't believe her for some reason. Which is like, why is it harder to believe that she got into this school that you're, you know, some sort of inventor sidekick? Probably because it's a very prestigious school. I know, but I just I just hate that, like, he tells his whole story. Yeah. And she's like, wow, I'm so happy for you. And then she tells her story, and he's just like, that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not saying good on him. But I understand where it's just like, okay. Yeah. Seems rude. So we get our first big training montage and our second song. This is Be Somebody by Chantal Krevizuk. Krevizuk? I don't know. Uh, she's apparently some sort of a Canadian singer. Hmm. Yeah. Felice is still very lousy at ballet. The uh, ballet master is ready to kick her out until he notices a girl that can't even rise after doing the splits and kicks her out instead. Felice has gone on to survive another day. Failing upwards. Yep. After class, all the remaining girls are going gaga watching one of the male ballet dancers, a Russian boy named Rudolph. But uh, more on him later. 
Felici is back at Madame Turbo you know Bitch. Who, do you know who Rudolph reminds me of? Who? That kid from, like, Waldo from fucking oh Little God. Rascals. Sure, sure. I could see it. It's like, oh, yeah, here's this pretty boy that's, like, actually an asshole. I'm better than you. Yeah. And every, yeah. Felici is back at Madame Turbo Bitch's manor, and she's supposed to be cleaning, but instead she's practicing her ballet poses, and Odette sees this and admits to Felici that she too had dreams of being a dancer as a child. She says that she will train Felici every day at 5 a.m. Beep, beep, beep. Well, now it's 5 a.m. and it's time to train. Odette ties a bell on a string to a tree and pours water on the ground. She then tells Felici to ring the bell without making the water splash. We have another montage set to You're Unstoppable by Camila Mora. I forgot to look up who that was. By Kimmy Schmidt. (laughs) Sure. No, that'd be You're Unbreakable. Fine. Unstoppable. As Felici gets more and more frustrated with how not to splash, when she finally figures out how to land her feet, like, on point? Yeah. Yeah. On point is... I mean, she's, like, jumping up and landing on her heels, which is really bad for your spine. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, But, yeah, she, she, like, a feather lands on the thing when she shoes away some pigeons, and it lands on the tip and then, like, rolls into the I gotta say. She's like, maybe I should do that. At this point in the movie, we've had a lot of appearances by pigeons, and I was like, is this it? Is this where we get (laughs) the talking? Is this where they talk? Is this where we get the talking pigeon character? But it never fucking happens. Spoiler, it never happens. Never happens. Victor and Felici meet back up. Felici is going on and on about her dancing and this hot ballet dancer named Rudolph. How dare she? (laughs) But this just makes Victor jealous. He shows Felici where he works. Apparently, Victor works for the guy assembling the Statue of Liberty. I thought he was working with the person that was building the Eiffel Tower, but no, it's the Statue of Liberty. I think... I think he wanted to work on the Eiffel Tower or something no, like that. No, no, no. Later on, I think he mentions that he's also working on the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. I think he's also working on the Eiffel Tower, but... Because they go up there later. Yeah, they go up there. So, I don't know. Who I think, knows? I think, Mr. Eiffel. I think he's such a side character. We're just supposed to assume, like, oh, yeah, he's making yeah. shit. Is this where they go to visit? Or not, he like goes to show her? Not yet. No, okay. this is where they go on their little bar date. They go out for a kind of quasi date at a bar and Felici starts river dancing on the tables. Yeah, it's very Titanic. Oh my God, it is very Titanic. All of a sudden it becomes very Irish, even though yeah. they're in Paris. Yeah, it's just like, okay. But is, yeah, it's totally like that scene where Rose and Jack are having a blasty down in the like mm-hmm. lower class. Mm-hmm fun zone because because they know how to party yeah because rich people suck yeah little does she know that the ballet master is there watching her and he's impressed with what he sees after a great night out the kids are running through the alleys of paris they're achieving their dreams nothing will go wrong ever oop nope it turns out the next day as felici opens the door to ballet school she's met by the ballet master the owner of the ballet school Madam Turbo Bitch and Camille. Ugh. It turns jig is up. Yep, the jig is up. They've realized what Felice's done, and Camille and her mom are extremely pissed. But the ballet master says that Felice may stay in the audition because she's shown so much growth in the past few days. She's the heart of a dancer. She does have the heart of a dancer. Camille and Madam Turbo Bitch are not happy about this. Of course not. They can't have a lower class person. <laughs> 
That's right. Getting ahead. Felice vows to train like crazy. This is where we also learn that Odette was an amazing dancer. As the ballet master says, he she was the greatest dancer. But then a fire broke out on stage. And okay, I, pause. Okay. 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 So. Yes. The Phantom of the Opera, Opera House, right? And they had ballerinas. Uh-huh. And this girl was like... A really good ballerina until there was a fire okay is this meg i was just about to ask <laughs> is this fucking meg <laughs> this is love never dies the good version oh my god no 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 this no, no. is meg <laughs> oh yeah meg is in love never dies fuck i was gonna say i was gonna say while everybody else is doing love never dies this is meg's story yeah Meg's still in Paris. this is what happened in between the phantom has left and gone to coney island yeah. and god just saying that makes me so <laughs> fucking so angry but yeah this is this is the story of meg and madame giri's stay in paris before they also ran off to sure coney yeah. island <laughs> as soon as it was like there was a fire i was like hmm was there a fire in phantom yes the whole fucking chandelier came down the whole opera house burnt did you watch that movie there's okay first off there's more than one version sure the- i'm talking about like the movie version mm. the whole opera house burns down oh yeah i guess it does okay Look in the in the little animated version we watched, the chandelier just falls. It sure. Also, I think in the book, I don't want to say it's been years since I've read that book. But Look, okay. What I'm basing this off of the fucking the movie. The movie. That's fine. That's fine. Hey, is there? You don't remember like oh here comes the chandelier and it's like yeah, I know the song. And then everything burns down. Because they go down underneath the stage and track down this murderer. He must be found. Yeah, no, I know blah, that. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, wait. In the stage version, is there a fire? I don't think so. Okay. This okay. is just the movie See, version. See, I, I haven't seen the movie as much as you have. I, I like the Royal Albert Hall one more. That's fine. I'm just... And in, in, I think in that one, there's not a fire, so... But yeah, I mean, for all I know, this is Meg. This is Meg. Except it's Odette. She doesn't put on the mask, but she stays at the opera house and I guess tears her ACL or something (laughs) and needs a cane. Sure. Odette tells Felice that while Camille may technically be a better dancer, she lacks the heart and passion that Felice has. We dwindle down girls in the audition until, surprise, surprise, only Camille and Felice are left. But hold on. We've got a romance side story to focus on. Yeah. Rudolph and Victor have asked Felice out on a date on the same night at the same location under the construction of the Eiffel Tower. Odette tells Felice that this is the night that she should train more than ever, but Felice blows her off to go on her dates. Yeah, she's like torn between three different options. Yeah. Rudolph and Victor... She's thinking with her dick. (laughs) Sure. Rudolph and Victor meet each other for the first time, and Rudolph thinks that Victor is lower class trash, and they get into a fight. Felice storms off, but feels like she can't face Odette right now, so she goes up to the rooftop to cry and falls asleep up there. And the Phantom finds her, and he's just (laughs) like, yo, I'm going to Coney Island, you want to come with? First off, there weren't any horse statues up there on the roof of the fucking opera house. Well, they have to change it somewhat. Mm, All right. 
Anyway, she wakes up and realizes that she's late for the final audition. She scrambles downstairs and puts on her ballet clothes, but when she makes it to the stage, she's so tired and unprepared, she keeps falling during the audition. She can't land on a point. No, she can't. The ballet master has no choice but to award the role of Clara to Camille. To add insult to injury, Madame Turbo Bitch grabs Felice and throws her on a one-way carriage ride back to the orphanage. Okay, yeah, that's right. At first I thought she, like, that was, like, a police carriage. I was like, (laughs) does she go into jail? (laughs) I mean, she she could have told the police, like, take this kid back to the orphanage. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the real question is, how does this chick know what... I'm sure there's more than one orphanage in France. And I don't think she has, like, property of whatever orphanage in Brittany written on her butt. So how did she know? I don't know. All I know is this is the weird part of dark knight rises where like batman's down in the like pit or something like that i'm like where is this fucking movie going (laughs) well don't worry it doesn't last for too long because um felici is back at the orphanage and depressed as all hell but while doing her chores she keeps practicing her dancing the old man orphanage supervisor from earlier in the film sees this and is amazed by her talent hey well also at first they notice like she's depressed and like they're just like kind of talking off to the side and like the guy is just like she's lost her spirit and yeah, i'm yeah. just like oh he has sympathy <laughs> i don't know i thought it was very nice because up until this point this guy is just a raging asshole yeah yeah well don't you worry because that night he wakes her up and quietly drives her back to paris well she was gonna sneak out and then he catches her yeah but y- you think that he's, he's gonna, gonna throw get in trouble. yeah and it's just like No, actually, come on, I'm taking you. Yeah, yeah. She reconnects with Odette, and also with Victor, who is still upset with her and refuses to see her, but he does hand over her music box that he got up and running again. It's the day of the opening night of the Nutcracker, and Camille is blowing it. She's all stiff because she lacks emotion. Felice shows up in her ballet gear, and we get a fucking dance battle. Hell yeah. We get fucking You Got Served Paris style. Uh, They start off like pacing each other on point. Yeah. Also, this is all set to Confident by Demi Lovato. Ooh. Uh Uh-huh. They dance and twirl through the entire opera house while everyone who works there looks on. Felice's final move is that giant leap thing that she saw the, uh, the Swan Lake lady do at the beginning of the movie and everyone cheers the ballet master approaches her and asks the two girls why they dance mm-hmm. this is a, this is a thing throughout the whole movie odette has been going up to felice and being like why do you dance why do you dance why do you dance and felice's like why do you keep asking me that but now felice says she dances because it's her entire life yeah it's always been a part of her whereas camille says she dances because her mom told her to yep the ballet master has heard enough and gives the role of Clara to Felice. Actually, Camille totally, what is the word I'm thinking? Relinquishes. Oh. No, 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 not a, it would be first off it would be a face turn. Whatever. But also she she relinquishes the role. She's like, "No, no, no, he's right. You should take it. Like you dance so much better than me." Yeah. Felice is thrilled and runs over to Victor's workshop to tell him the good news. Victor begins to pour his heart out about how he's always felt for Felice, but is interrupted by Madame Turbo Bitch bludgeoning him upside the head and knocking him out. Okay, so we skipped over the part where they go to see, like, the Statue of Liberty. Uh, yeah, briefly. I was... I My one qualm uh-huh. is I'm like, guys, did you not do your research? Why is this bitch green? 
Oh yeah, I didn't think it should be like, gold. But yeah, well she's copper. She should be copper as well. Yeah, because it's I'm like, sorry. yeah, I think it's like the head isn't even on it yet mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. they visited earlier, and it's, and it's green. green. And I'm like, yeah. uh, I'm sorry, no. To be fair, to be fair, this is a Canadian movie. Sure, I know. know. Maybe they just didn't want. They're like, look, we know. We just we didn't want people that don't know. Yeah, <laughs> to come is, at us is when you see like if you see photos of like what it looked like originally or if if you see photos of like i mean it does look kind of weird if you see like renders of like this is what it would look like if it hadn't oxidized it looked it looks weird as hell yeah it's just like yeah we're so used to the green yeah also uh, as a kid uh i think this is the third time i've brought this up on this one episode but at the end of american tale when they're flying by the statue of liberty and the fucking statue of liberty winks at them mm-hmm. and it's that bright gold copper look yeah as a kid i was totally like is that a different statue <laughs> yeah see american tale did it right yeah, they did do it right yeah oh <gasps> what is our timeline this happens then houdini because remember they the amazing jeffrey they yeah. have a fight on top of the statue of liberty and then somewhere in the interim is, and it was it was the Statue of Liberty also before, or, before, or was that the Statue of Liberty when it was in New York? It was in New York, remember? Okay. Because they made they went to New York for the great magic Revealing. tournament. Okay, so we have this movie. We have then Lee, Houdini after after the unveiling is American Tale. Yeah, because it's all unveiled and assembled and everything. And then years and years and years and years down the line, the X-Men will fight at the Statue of Liberty. But before that, uh-huh. Home Alone 2. Oh, oh, the Statue of Liberty is going to put its hands on yeah. its face and freak out. That was the great scream. Because Ken's in New York. And maybe before that? Uh-huh. Shit. Who was that? Like David know. Blaine that made the Statue of Liberty disappear? David uh, Copperfield? David Copperfield? Yeah. I think? Shame on him. <laughs> Um, yeah, made a Statue of Liberty disappear. That was in like the 80s, wasn't it? I don't know. Anyway. This is our greater Statue of Liberty expanded universe. Yeah. I a mean, the one. final role is 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 Planet of the Apes. Yeah, Planet of the Apes. Spoiler. The Plapes. Insane with stage mom rage, she chases Felici up the scaffolding of the yet-to-be-fully-assembled Statue of Liberty with a giant sledgehammer. Screaming about wire hangers. Oh, <laughs> practically, yeah. Uh, Victor comes to and uses his newest iteration of his wings. He calls them the pigeon wings. Pigeon wings, Mark Two, I think. I think it's Mark Three. Not that it matters. Oh, I thought she's. I thought Mark Three was. Eh, it might be Mark Three. He uses the pigeon wings to fly up to Felicity and save her. Madame Turbo Bitch jumps on the wings, but gets knocked off and tangled into the ropes and scaffolding of the tower. Our fi- much like Clayton, except she doesn't get <laughs> except hung. Except she doesn't. Yeah, she doesn't inadvertently hang herself unfortunately our final shot is felici dancing as clara on stage as i shit you not y'all carly ray jepson's cut to the feeling plays it was amazing and magical the end i was thrilled i heard that you know the one that sounds like it's gonna be from like borderline or some shit yeah and then i got like two other notes in and i was like oh shit Ugh. Okay, are you ready? Run away with me. That's the wrong song. I know, I don't are care. Are you ready for the compliment sandwich? I am. Cool. Can you explain to the 
if there's any new folks out there, what the compliment sandwich is. Compliment sandwich is when we take a movie and we say one good thing, one bad thing, and then one good thing about it. Sometimes we have trouble with that, depending on the movie. But... Yeah. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? Uh, I guess I can start. No, uh, I'm going to start, actually. Okay, you can start. <laughs> I'm going to start. And what I'm going to say is, first compliment, apparently the fucking Carly Rae Jepsen song, Cut to the Feeling, is from this movie. Oh, wow. So I, you know... So I, this movie birthed that song. When we're watching it, I was like, okay, yeah, of course, Carly is in this movie, so of course they're going to pick a fucking Carly song. And then I went on... If you go on Wikipedia and look up Cut to the Feeling... It's like, yeah, cut to the feeling from Ballerina. You know, yeah, this this is where that song came from. So thank you, Ballerina slash Leap slash Carly for releasing this song. I love it. <laughs> your turn. What's your first compliment? Uh, I mean, my first compliment is just, I don't know. I really enjoyed this movie sure. myself. Sure. I thought it was really good. It had a good story. Mm-hmm. It had a lot of heart. Mm-hmm. I actually struggled. I have a negative, but sure, I, okay. I kind of was like watching this movie. I'm like, Oh God, this is gonna be hard for me to find something to like as a as a criticism. I wonder if your criticism is similar to my criticism, which I'm going Probably. To, I'm going to get into now. I thought two of the voices didn't really work for me. Okay. Voice number one, I just didn't feel like Was it Victor? <laughs> yes. I didn't feel like Dane DeHaan did a super great job. I'm kind yeah. of I'm kind of interested in watching the American version just to hear what the uh Naked Brother band kid yeah. does. You know, I with uh, all of him and his naked brothers in the <laughs> studio. It's it's hard because I haven't watched the movie again, but I, I looked up the trailer and I'm like, is this the same guy? Is this a different guy? I can't yeah. tell. But um, I don't know. Maybe maybe one of these days I'll find the American version and, and compare contrast. Uh, my second is, is the other one going to be a knife in your own heart? Because <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like we talked about this during the movie, and I was like, it's like, look, so, Carly Rae can sing, but well, actually, so my my biggest problem with Carly voicing Odette is that Carly has a very high pitched voice. Yeah. She's playing like a young adult, probably like mid twenties character. And Felici is probably like early teens, but Felici's voice is like lower yeah. than Odette's voice. And I feel like if the voices were, were, were flip flopped, it would have been boom, not a problem. But like you see this woman and the very first time you see her, you kind of envision what she's going to sound like. But when she sounds younger than the main character child, it's yeah. just, it, it, it irked me a little. Honestly, I thought Carly's performance was fine. I, I thought it was passable. It was a little flat. It was a little flat. It felt like she was just kind of reading lines the and woman, not putting any emotion or pain you mean into e. it. You mean shun her yeah. best fucking album? This woman gave us Call Me Maybe. You fucking leave her alone. Look, man. Sometimes you can put a lot of emotion into your music, but not so much into your voice acting. First off, I think you mean e.mo.shun. Oh my God. <laughs> I thought everybody else did a totally fine job. Those are just my two, my two little like, you know? Yeah. So what is your, what is your compliment or uh, uh, criticism? Uh, my criticism, I kind of touched on it a little bit. I felt like Victor was a very underused character. Sure. And it's kind of just like, it was one of those situations where it's like, once I realized that we'd spent 20 minutes on 
Felicity's first day at the ballet school and uh-huh. all that stuff. I was like, oh, Felicity's the main character. Yeah. Even though, like, you know, they're both on the cover. I thought it was going to be kind of about both of them. It's like, no, it's it's about Felicity. Totally. Yeah. No, I, I thought that. I thought that, too. But, yeah, not so much. Yeah. It, it was just... It's just one of those things where it's just like, oh, it's kind of like a misleading cover yeah. where it's just like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Maybe, you know, he's flying, he's holding her up, he's supporting her to let you know that he's the supporting character. <laughs> you know? Or it's because he's wearing the pigeon wings. Or it's because he's wearing the pigeon wings, <laughs> yeah. So what is your final compliment? Oh, wait, it's my turn. It's I yeah. should be doing the final compliment. Uh, I didn't write down a final compliment. I didn't either. Mostly because cool. it's like, I almost want to just like, my final compliment is just like, hey, this movie is actually pretty good and I would highly recommend everybody go out and watch it. Well, no, I was just going to say I didn't write down a final compliment because I ran out of time. Sure. But I will say that this movie, there is a... Sp- I just thought of a final compliment. Okay, well, I'm doing my final yeah, compliment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. It, there is a specific type of little girl. You know, there are horse girls... And then there are ballet girls. And this this is like the movie for fucking ballet girls. Yeah. And good on them. I don't know. Yeah. Congrats, congrats ballet girls for having a movie. Yeah. Uh, I kind of want to like build on that. Because okay. that's, it's not my compliment, but mine is similar. Okay. In that I felt that they did a really good job of like, it's like you can tell they brought in professional dancers oh, yeah. that they could model after. Oh, damn it. I forgot to bring that up. They did actually do that. Okay. Yeah. But you can like tell. It's just like, okay, these all look like somebody that actually knows like ballet. Yeah. And because we've, we've seen stuff like that and it's just like, this is a person that doesn't actually know how this shit works. Yeah. They're just trying. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, I thought they did a really good job with all the like ballet stuff. Yeah. And lots of spins. and they even did they animated the little the ballerina turn that weird thing where they turn but their head turns at like yeah you have to you have to like spin your head in a snap yeah because you okay so how getting dizzy works is you have fluid in your brain and and once it starts like spinning that's when you get dizzy so they they don't turn their head until the last second so it keeps it from like spinning yeah yeah Okay, so I think it is time to get on to our MVP. The MVP is the character that we just loved a whole, whole, whole bunch. Sometimes they're a main character. Sometimes they're a minor character. Sometimes they're a prop. Sometimes they're a building. Sometimes they're a fucking cloud. I don't know, dude. It's <laughs> it's it's whatever we feel like really just like spoke to us. Would you like to begin or do you want me to start? Uh, I mean, I know it's kind of lame, but... My MVP was Felice. Okay, like I really fine. enjoyed just her and her journey and her spirit. Mm-hmm. It can't be what's his face, Victor, because no, Victor doesn't it's do like he, yeah, he's a very underused character. Victor has a friend that you barely see, and he's not even a friend. He's like he's a coworker. Yeah, I would say runner up is the two adults that are the only other adults in this movie that support Felice. The dance instructor, like kind of. And Odette. Yeah. But okay. probably Felicity is my MVP. My MVP is motherfucking Nora. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's fucking crazy. She fucking rules. So Nora <clears throat> Nora is a character who, as I mentioned, she's kind of the resident weird girl. But she's also, like, super, super chill. Like, she gets eliminated and she's like, ah, dang. She, she just made me laugh because she's... 
there's a scene at the end. I think Rudolph tries to like place his hand. Yeah, on... and she starts like growling at him yeah, like she, a dog. She, he places his hand on Nora's shoulder and she starts like growling and barking just like a fucking weird girl would do. And I don't know. I love Nora. She's fucking great. Good job, Nora. <laughs> <laughs> we are moving right along. I think it is time. Oh, it's time to get to our favorite song. So our favorite song is pretty much what it says on the tin. It's what song in the movie did we like the most? Now, I will say I kind of hated that all the songs were like, shit, I can't remember if it's diegetic or non-diegetic. It, the songs, nobody sang the songs. The songs yeah. were just like background music. And during I, montages, mostly. During montages, yeah. I kind of wish that there were characters like, singing songs because i like that sort of thing but also it might be kind of silly in this kind of movie yeah (laughs) especially if they use the songs that they use like i don't really want to see felici sing cut to the feeling that'd be weird yeah so our songs were be somebody by chantel krivizuk we've got unstoppable by camila mora We've got Confident by Demi Lovato. We've got Cut to the Feeling by Carly Rae Jepsen. Also in the credits, I believe, they play Runaways by Carly Rae Jepsen. Also, also, there's a Rainbow, that's at the very beginning, by Liz Hewitt. Also, 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 I skimmed through this movie again because I still have the Hoopla rental. And there is a Sia song on the official soundtrack, mm. but I didn't hear it in the movie if it's in the movie it must have played for just a minute because i didn't recognize the sia song and i must have not been able to place it or maybe it plays over the credits according to the movie credits it's in there somewhere because it's it shows up in the credits but yeah there's a suitcase by sia that's apparently in here and then obviously we've got swan lake and the nutcracker yeah what was your favorite song see here's the problem is because they were all during montages i never really got like a good like feel feel for the song yeah and they all kind of like they were all like that similar genre they are all very like female sung power pop yeah so they do all sound kind of similar yeah so it's like i'm having problems differentiating like this or this or this i mean the default easy answer is to go with cuts of the feeling by carly ray at the end i mean that's clearly my answer but since that's so obvious i will also say the demi lovato song confident Mm. that played during the The, the, dance battle i thought was a lot of fun so we're both saying cut to the feeling i think so with the secondary of honorable mention to demi lovato with confident that was a good song it was a good scene I think all that's left is to fucking rank this bitch. Rank this bitch. Would you like to tell the kids at home what website we're going on to right now? I am going on to indoorrecess.club. There you go. And I see that we have the Magic Voyage there and the very top link. Uh, I think what you mean is you you see my uncle the alien there. At at this very moment, (laughs) there is the Magic Voyage and I'm going to click the list. All right. Okay. So I'm ready. Man, I I could I could go in a I'm seeing a a bunch of spots that I could go, but I'm going to I'm going to shoot for the moon and land among the stars. I'm going to go with my highest. So are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Three, two. One. Three. Number one. Oh. Wow. Wow, yeah. number one. <laughs> that's why I looked at the list for like a fucking millisecond. Wait, let's turn it down just a more. Oh my god. I'm sorry. That 
It's even lower than when we started. No, it isn't. I think I'm turning it down. I think you're turning it up. Maybe that's why. Okay, am I getting quieter? You're now? getting much quieter. Oh, I've been turning it up. God. I was I've been say, turning it up, getting like, louder the, sounds... the higher time, the whole time. Like, say something. Say me, 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 me. Say something like, wow, I'm, I can't. I'm wow, very... I'm super loud. Holy shit. Okay. So number one. Number one. Sell me on number one. I thought it was a really well-made movie. I thought it was a good story. There's like some hiccups, but you know, no, no movie's perfect. Sure. Um, I wouldn't call any of the movies on our list perfect. Sure. If they were perfect, I think more people would have uh, heard about them. Look at my fucking notes. There's like barely any notes, and most of this is just garbage because I was just watching the movie. Dude, okay, my notes. There are sections where entire things are missing because I just... There's a lot of shit happening really quickly. It was kind of hard to take notes. A, there's a lot of shit happening very quickly. And B, I was just like... I would just catch myself like watching this movie. Yeah, and, and that, being that like, was me a lot. I was just like, I'm not taking notes because I'm just watching this. Yeah, I, there were times where it's like, oh, I wish I didn't have to take notes because like I'm trying to watch this fucking movie. Yeah, this movie got me like invested. I wanted to see how shit was going to turn out. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how shit was going to turn out, especially once like Claudette or whatever, Coilette <laughs> shows up. I mean, it's, it's a kid's movie, so I had a hunch like, sure. okay, she's probably going to like reach her dream she's probably gonna be but it's like i want to see how it happens it's like how how are we gonna i don't know movie got me invested and that's hard to do with like shitty kids movies so which this is not a shitty kids movie no i I would definitely not call this a shitty kids movie i don't know if i would call it the best kids movie i've ever seen but i would call this a totally valid totally watchable kids movie i would definitely recommend it i would also definitely recommend it especially like i said if you have a kid that is very, very much into ballet. This is their fucking crack. I could probably go number one. My thing is, is this is a very good movie. I think it was a little light on humor, and I think some of the jokes that it had didn't hit perfectly. I think there were a yeah, few Yeah, there was pun- only like there's... one or two chuckles. But I didn't feel like it needed humor myself. That's just me, though. There, okay, let me talk about the joke that landed the flattest with me. And this isn't this isn't going to affect my ranking. I'm not bringing it up so you're like, oh, you're right. This should be at the bottom. I'm just, there was a joke where Victor shows Felici his workshop and he shows them the, the, the Statue of Liberty that they're working on. And instead of calling it the Statue of Liberty, he calls it the Statue of Puberty as oh, if yeah. he didn't get the, the name. Yeah. That felt so fucking lame to me that felt okay the rugrats that used to be their whole fucking shtick was that they would pronounce words or they would get words wrong so instead of the statue of liberty it would be like the statue of lizardy or something some dumb shit like that it felt the most fucking rugrats ass joke and i was like i can't believe you just said that it was so fucking dumb (laughs) I I got so mad at the movie right then and there. It was it was a bummer because the whole way up to there, I was like, "Oh shit, is this movie good?" And then that happened, and I'm like, "It made me falter for like, a minute." You're like X for doubt. Yeah. Even if you wanted to say like, "Oh, it's what the Americans call," and then he gets it wrong because he mistranslated it or something sure. like that's kind of funny, but I don't know. Anyway, I had to say something about that joke because if I didn't, it was gonna fucking eat is that at your me. Criticism. <laughs> no, my criticism was Carly Ray, I love you, but you should swap places. Yeah. And Victor should go hit the showers. I could I could do one or two. 
It's hard because it's been a long time since we've seen 100% Wolf. It has been a long time since we've seen 100% Wolf. So it's hard to like directly compare them. I would probably put it at number two. I will relinquish number one to 100% Wolf. See, I was thinking, this might sound wild. I was thinking, what if we put Leap at number one? Okay. And left Br'er Rabbit at number two. Are you going to bump down 100% Wolf? And put Wolf at three. I'm fine with that. Why do you feel that Br'er Rabbit should be above 100% Wolf? I don't know. I When we watched 100% Wolf, I really, really liked it. And I still really like it. Have you cooled on it? Have you tamed the wolf? <laughs> I don't know. I just I, There's something about me that feels like I think back to Br'er Rabbit more than I think back to 100% Wolf. I think 100% Wolf is a great movie, but I think Br'er Rabbit has staying power. Mm-hmm. And where I'm at right now, I, I feel like, I don't know. <laughs> the, the top ones are always so hard. Yeah, you know? it is. Because it's like getting at the top of the list makes like a big statement. It does make a very big statement. You know, it's like, oh, this is our best movie and it's just like oh shit you know if if this was if we were fighting over like 27 or 28 yeah it'd we would be like done by now whatever yeah, who yeah, fucking yeah. cares but there's just something about the top five that it's just like are you sure yeah but yeah i mean i'm fine with that i i think it's a shame that leap or ballet is not more you mean well- ballerina ballerina is bomb ballerina is not <laughs> as well, well known yeah. as it probably should be yeah I think anywhere in the top three is fine by me. Maybe we should just split the difference and do number two. I don't know. There was just something about Br'er Rabbit. I really like Br'er Rabbit. Sure. But... Is it your 2D bones not enjoying 3D stuff pushing 2D down? Mm, part of it is that I prefer 2D to 3D. Part yeah. of it is that I prefer movies about silly talking animals to ballet in France. <laughs> I like ballet in France. That's fine. I... You know. I don't know. I actually don't really have much of an opinion. Yeah. I've never seen a ballet, so I'm mean, uh, Nutcracker. But we watched that. Yeah, we watched that bit from the Nutcracker, and that lady did that fucking move, and it's like I have no idea how the fuck she did that. Which one? Remember the one where they like she like like they kind of pull her and she like glides across. Oh. She moves, but she doesn't move her feet. It's the wildest fucking thing, y'all. I'll link it in the uh, show notes. We watched it after doing the Nutcracker Prince. And I was like, how the fuck did that happen? Anybody that knows ballet, please call in or or email in about how the fuck that happened. Because what the fuck? You know what? Fuck it. Let's just do number one. Number one. Let's just do one leap for number one. Leaping to number one. Yeah. Ballerina. (laughs) Ballerina slash leap. Number two, 100% wolf. Three, the adventures of Br'er Rabbit. Number four, Spookies, the movie. And number five, SEAL Team. Number five, SEAL Team. I could be a-okay with that. So I think that is going to be our podcast. If you liked listening to this, it would be very cool if you could go online and give us some stars or if you could tell a friend about us. All of that is uh, very useful and very, uh, very appreciative. If you have another movie that you think that we would like or if you would like to write in about your experiences watching some of these movies in the past or... You know, anything like that. We are always down for interesting anecdotes and that sort of thing. Do you live in Canada and you know that this movie came out and you saw it in the theater or something? Are you the dancer that they got to come in? Yeah. Did they use you to like mocap dances or this something? Is, this is your moment. Let us know. Yeah. Let us let us know. 
<laughs> yeah, our, our email address is... Hey, at IndoorRecess.club. That's right. Hey, at IndoorRecess.club. If you don't like email and you would rather just, you know, bang off a, a tweet and fire that into the fucking void, we have a Twitter account. It's... At IndoorRecessPod. That's right. At IndoorRecessPod. Also on there, sometimes I post snippets of the movies sometimes i post weird little edits that i've made sometimes i find weird little extra things i just retweeted some sort of weird furby game some pc game just because i don't know reminded me of furby island burbs and then finally i think that's it (laughs) we've already mentioned the web yeah don't forget our website indoorrecess.club that's right yep that's our website you can see the list which is the thing that we're just looking at And you can also see each podcast has a bunch of show notes. You can see where to watch the movie or weird little related things that we were talking about. I think, gosh, I think the my scene, (laughs) I listed every single DDR song that we made mention of just because I don't know. But yeah, I think that is going to do it for us. Jeff, do you have something that you'd like to say as we head off into the... (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> as we, yeah. as I was trying to think of something, uh, uh, the curtain call as our our final our final ready if you're ready if okay. that's what you mean that is what I mean. All right, <laughs> so everyone, here we go. The, uh, the the curtain is rising as we give way to Jeff's final performance. What do you got for us? This is my swan song. There you go. All right, everybody, please. Grand Chate with us next week as we pirouette and play towards the next movie. What is a Grand Chate? That's a big jump from one foot to the other in oh. which the working leg is brushed into the air and appears to have been thrown. Oh, okay. I think that might be the thing where they go like, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> I don't know. Just with his little, his little finger feet went do 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 do. Yeah. Okay. Big jump from one foot That's to the other. That's not called like a scissor kick or something? I don't know, dude. All right. We're not smart. <laughs> anyway. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Indoor Recess Time, a podcast about obscure kids' movies. I'm Beeks. I'm Jeff. And Jeff, what do we do in this podcast? Watch obscure kids' movies. Pretty much the thing I already said. Yeah, why did... Oh. I forgot to turn that off. <laughs> well, that was a good intro, but... <laughs> <laughs>